everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is August 5th, 2020. We'll go down in history as maybe the greatest day oh, yeah? in my kid's life. Oh, really? Well, you know, Dave, when you go on Instagram and it feels like Instagram or Twitter, anything, they're always selling you something. And it's yeah. either for hymns, right? For guys that have Flacido <laughs> yeah. Domingo. You got the El, El Noodolo working. And uh, it's all just bullshit, right? There's always some shitty sunglasses, Revo. <laughs> right? That, those <laughs> shitty things. Like, ah, these were designed by NASA, Neil Armstrong. You're like, no, they weren't. Um, but today I'm on Instagram, yeah. kind of flipping through. And I go, you got to be kidding me. And we've talked about it on the show before. When I was a kid, I, I didn't. I didn't mess with G.I. Joe. I didn't I didn't mess. I, wasn't, I never had G.I. Joe either. No, I wasn't. I mean, you've talked about uh, $6 million man. My I, buddy had that. I had that and Stretch Armstrong were the right. big ones. A couple guys on my block had it, but it was nothing that I ever wanted. Yeah. But across the street from where we lived, we had a department store called LaBelle's. Was that family-owned business? No. Kind of just like... Um, like, it would be better. It's probably like a Target. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, better than Walmart, but, yeah, probably like a Target. And, Dave, I had to be seven or eight years old. And every time I went over there, man, I was absolutely just fascinated by the blue box that contained the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. It was the one thing, and you remember they ran commercials. Yes. And I swear to God, it looked like... Evil was jumping emus, <laughs> jumped the Great Wall of China. And remember, too, at that time, thousand years ago, Evil was on Wide World of Sports yep. four times a year. Yep. And anybody remembers when you're seven or eight years old, all the different shit that you were fascinated by. This was the only thing at LaBelle's that I wanted. Yeah. And I don't remember my maybe my eighth birthday I got one. Got Who got it. it for you? Which you don't my know. My mom. Oh, I was your mom? Yeah, my mom was okay. a single mom, and she knew. Like I, yeah. I really, we just hung but out. What, you know exactly it was your mom, not a family member or friend. No, or like we that. Did, we we kept all of them out of the picture. <laughs> they were nuts. <laughs> and Dave, I'm telling you, anybody who had the evil Knievel stunt cycle, yeah. You remember what it was, right? He had that ridiculous spandex jumpsuit. I never got one, man. Really? Yeah. My mom never bought one. Oh. My dad never bought one. He had a plastic. It was basically a, a cleaned out ping pong ball as a helmet. And he had this spandex suit. But you would put him on that motorcycle, Dave. Yeah. You would crank this white wheel. Yep. And it would shoot off, and goddamn, <laughs> uh, Bryce Miller sent me the funniest thing because today on Instagram, I've looked for him for, for my kids are 12. I've looked yeah. for him for 10 years. That's cool. And on eBay, they're always 600 or 500, and Evil's all beat up and dirty, right? It's probably got SARS. <laughs> it's probably got COVID. And I'm like, dude, I can't bring that home. They've reissued them. Wow. And, and so... And they put extra shock absorbers on the front, 45 bucks, including shipping. Fucking, it was, I saw the ad, and within two minutes, I had a confirmation that I, that I owned one for my sons. Yeah. 
So I posted it on Instagram. I posted it on my social media because I said, man, evil, it is go time. We're going to, my kids have lizards yeah. and cats. We're going to jump everything. <laughs> and Bryce Miller and others sent me messages. Everybody remembered having the evil Knievel. Yeah. And what Bryce told me was, he goes, bud, you were in Minneapolis. I was just south in Des Moines. And he said, what we would do is we would find anything we could set on fire. Jesus. And then evil would jump that. And I go, God damn right. Popsicle sticks, right? The whole thing. Jesus, Bryce. And uh, no, he's exactly right. It's what everybody What are you, did. seven years old, you little pyros? <laughs> yeah, dude, you got to fire it up for evil. You don't want to jump two little Hot Wheels. Big deal. This is evil. He's got balls of steel. Come on. Don't insult his intelligence. Line it up. That's why I said the only thing I need to find is a tank full of piranhas, yes. and then I'm ready to go. <laughs> but uh, I can't believe you never had one. No, I may my, just my, buy you one yeah, right now dude, so you can relive your childhood. Oh my God. No, I never got one. I wanted one. Everyone either had that. Did your buddies have one? Oh, yeah. The, all my friends had them. And all right. Then, so you, oh, I've seen them. I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember the commercials. Right. I remember the Evil Knievel lunchboxes, everything right. else that came with it. If you notice now, you talk about now that you typed in something for Evil Knievel, it's going to start showing up on your Facebook timeline. Fine with me. They're going to start putting like Evil Knievel shirts with the stars and shit that you can buy now for like 15 bucks. It's funny as hell. I got a picture today. So yeah. I post that today and I'll see if it's still on my phone. Uh, yeah, right here. I get a message. So funny, I saw your post on Facebook. Look at what shirt I'm wearing today. Oh, that's great. And it was Mud who sends me, don't post. I'm not going to put your fucking picture on social media, weirdo. But Mud was just hanging out today wearing an evil yeah. Knievel shirt. Why would he say don't post? Look at look at his weird mess. Because he don't want to ruin his fucking brown suit with his yellow tie? Yeah. Look at his weirdo. Can you see this guy with nine asterisks all around it? So, so funny, That's I saw weird. your post. Look what shirt I'm wearing today. Don't post. I should have just post this you whole thing. Have. Don't tell me what to do, asshole. <laughs> but everybody, I think, that's why I like today. Okay? You go, man, you're a kid, and you have an iPhone, you have a tablet, you have earbuds, you have all these different things. God bless you. It's great. Dude, we had fucking evil Knievel. <laughs> Well, have you given it to your kids yet? No, Dave, I ordered it. Pay attention okay. to what I just said. Well, I paid I'm attention to get at over... 9 o'clock this okay. morning. Okay, well, here's the deal. Don't mm -hmm. be shocked if they aren't as overjoyed like you are. Will uh, it crush you? Oh, fuck. Will no. they say, how come you only got us one when there are two of us, you fucking motherfucker? No, uh, <laughs> no, I think they'll be fine like that. And I had them, I saw them tonight, and I had them watching the YouTube the videos. Commercial? Yeah, and they were dying. Because I've talked about it with them for at least yeah. five years, how cool these things are. So, no, they're all fired. Okay. Because they're they're like, we're going to jump the dog. We're going to jump everything. Do you Mom, tell them not to catch anything on fire like Bryce? No, Bryce, Bryce has won He's awards. going to burn down the complex. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to set it up because there's tennis courts at the complex. So that's the first thing. Can we set it up where he jumps the uh, the tennis net? Well, that's good. They're so well-liked in that complex as it is. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? But What's the Homeowners Association's calling you? No, their mom's on the board. Oh, fuck. We're all cleared. We took care We're of that We're all good. Already. She got on the board so they could play in front? Yeah. 
But I just, uh, like I said, it wasn't, we didn't really, there were not really games. There, we didn't really, I just wasn't an action figure guy. Yeah. So I, my buddies, they had G.I. Joe and Stretch Armstrong and, like you said, $6 million man with the eye looking through there. I, I guess, it, yeah. You rolled up the skin, you could see the bionics in the Right, arm. right. But the only thing that I had as a kid, and man, he went everywhere. Remember when you were a kid and everywhere you went, that fucking evil went too? <laughs> God damn, your mom would go and... Like, my mom was a single mom, so you would she'd take you out and you go for dinner or whatever. God, evil's going he was, too. It's going, he's getting Dude, square he pan wrote, pizza too. Yeah, you wrote shotgun. Come on, I owed it to him. <laughs> and uh, I'm just I'm telling okay, you. Okay, so what happened to your evil Knievel? I don't you have know, any no idea. No one ever does. No one I don't ever have does. Any idea? I, I guess probably. You know, it's like Toy Story, right? Yep. Like, everybody has a little bit of Andy in them where you go, yeah, at the end of the day. Now, we did a much better job as parents. This is a complete failure by my mom. <laughs> um, when my kids outgrew things, I've talked about this in the past, one of the best investments. Jesus. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> who is that? That was Kiki Hernandez who smoked Max Muncy from eight feet away. Great throw. He's like, hey, fucker, I'm striking. Isn't that the guy I, you just told me the pod should I did. chase? I told her they should get Kiki. I just said it. Dude, and you were looking at me a second ago. Will Smith, the catcher, just took a fastball on the bicep. Didn't know it was coming. And fucking Kiki on the exchange is fucking <laughs> smoked Max Muncy. He's yeah. like, hey, asshole, remember I'm the one guy on the team that will beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest investments you can make as a parent, I would say for Steve Woods or anybody else. Hang on, I've got to watch yeah, this again. This is so, so great. Fuck. Oh, it went to, I, did it, I don't think it hit him. I think it bounced right through his legs. Oh, my God, dude. Great throw. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that was worth stopping it. No. The, uh, the best investment you can make if, you're, if your kids are anywhere like elementary school age is to go to Target every year and get a small one of the plastic storage tubs. Get a Sharpie, date it, right? 2020 slash 2021 third grade year. And then when different things happen throughout the course of the year, whether it's the newspaper from their birthday or the school yearbook or report cards or anything else, everything goes in that storage tub. It's in one place and... I say it all the time. She whiffed yeah, you starting in sixth but, grade. But do you do it? I did it for them from kindergarten through fifth, which really, you know, sixth, seventh grade, you're not really doing much anyways. I mean, you have report cards and stuff like that, but it's the little kid stuff that you, you want to keep, the art projects and all that stuff. And But things get lost. Things get thrown away. But yeah. their mom did, uh, I will give her credit, she did a great job. She kept um, some of their favorite shirts when they were kids, Halloween costumes, a couple of little, you know, toys and stuff that they had. She did a great job. So she's got some of that stuff kept. Because, yeah, at some point when they're going to be dads of their own, it'll be really fun to go, hey, man, check out some of this stuff that you have. It's cool. Some of the stuff, thinking of your kids that were unique to me were the fact that they were the superhero stuff, which yeah. was, was, was cool. A lot of kids don't, a lot of kids do. I was in the superheroes. Yeah. I was a superhero guy as a kid. If I had anything that had to do with Superman or Fonzie, 
I was, I was a big Happy Days guy. Yeah. I was I was in. But at the same time, I can't remember my parents holding on to any of that stuff. But uh, at that and your kids went through a stage because they had access because of their grandfather to suits. Suits. And it cracked me up to All see the these derbies, guys. Yeah, these guys. They're wearing hats, yeah. fedoras. Yeah, they're like stymie. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Wearing fedoras and shit like in third grade. And I was like, yeah. And everybody loved the pictures. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, this is kind of cool. Didn't you meet Judge Judy? And they were dressed yeah. like that wearing my ties. My son, we were in, uh, my son Kate and I were in L.A. And gosh, Kate had to be six or seven. And he was in a, uh, he had black dress pants on, a blue shirt, a blue tie, a black vest, and a fedora. <laughs> walking Beverly Boulevard. That's awesome. And he was like seven. And I said... He kind of knew who Judge Judy was, and I saw her walking, and you know, I said, hey, Judy, I'm sorry to bother you. This is my son, Cade. His mom's an attorney, and she would like to be a judge one day. You've been a great influence to her, and I was just wondering if we could bug you for a picture. Well, let's do it fast. Wow. And I was like, I'll tell you what I'll do fast, Judy, is I'll take this out, and I'm going <laughs> to ding you across the cheek with it. I'm going to give you a memory you're going to like, you little pervert. But I got a picture of her. Can you imagine? I just take my dong out. And just, one, <laughs> just, give it, oh, just give it to Judy right off the forehead. <laughs> you talk to me, Kate. I'm sorry you had to see that. Yeah, you would have never forgot it. I don't think Judy would have forgot it either. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I tell Kate all the time. like He's like, hey, that's a cool picture. I'm like, yeah, she was a complete bitch. He's like, Dad, you've said that to me like nine times. I got it. <laughs> He's like, every time he sees a promo for Judy, he's like, hey, Dad, uh, where's that picture? He's like, God, that's kind of cool, man. I like that. I'm like, ah, she's a bitch. He's like, I got it. No. God. He's like, Dad, every time. Like, why don't you just delete the picture? I'm like, no, it's a cool picture. He's like, God. It's so mad at me. It's great. I haven't told him. I'm like, I'll tell you what, Cade. If you were eight, I would have taken El Gran Campeon out and one-timed it. Right off her forehead. Calm down, Judy. You're in over your head. This isn't being filmed for TV, lady. You're in my courthouse. Oh, my God. Calm down, Judy. Fuck. Calm down, you little shrimp. <laughs> How tall is she? Dude, she she is. That show's great. She's so funny on that show. Complete bitch in real life. But, That's disappointing. Um, so, Herod Evo Knievel was a cocksucker, too. No, I'll tell you what, my brother and I went to the worst, I mean, God, I bought tickets for a lot of shitty fights in my life, but my brother and I on the back parking lot, Caesars Palace, old school, yeah. the sports pavilion. Yeah. The Caesars Palace sports pavilion, which is an old barn, and when I think uh, Larry Holmes, Ken Norton took place in that unbelievable fight, Ray Leonard beat Wilfredo Benitez in the sports pavilion, uh, great fights. I bought tickets to see George Foreman fight Dwight Muhammad Kawi, the former light heavyweight champion Dwight Braxton, who fought at 175 and had blown up to 220. What year was this? Shit. Uh, Got to be like 88 or 89. Okay. So my brother and I go over to Vegas. We go to this shitty fight. And Evil, you're, you literally pay... 300 bucks for a ticket, you're sitting on aluminum bleachers like you're at a Helix High School. Like, you don't even have... I think the guys on the floor 
um, had seats, but everybody else, if you watch those old fights yeah. that are so unbelievable, uh, I think that's where uh, Salvador Sanchez, oh, shit, uh, um, mind blank, and he beat the the world champion from Puerto Rico, and an unbelievable beat the shit out of him. One of his last fights. But if you look, uh, all the people you're you're on aluminum bleachers. Wow, you paid like three hundred bucks to get in. But one row in front of me at this fight was Evil Knievel, and we were just he was such a dick. Yeah, <laughs> but I was wondering where you're going. But the thing was, it's still evil. Yeah, dude, he's still yeah. got the cane. Yeah. And he's grumbling and bitching. But I think, Dave, if I remember it right, I'll have to ask my brother on this. I think a lot of it was tongue-in-cheek. Like, I think a lot of it was... Being an asshole? Like, yeah, I think he was just fucking around. Because it reminded me... You and I did a show. We mentioned this, I think, the last time we were here. We did a show at Field of Dreams with Pete Rose. Yeah. And Pete was there charging everybody for an autograph yeah. 75 to 150 for a jersey sean salisbury came down hung out you and i each buy a picture sean buys a jersey yep. i'll never forget this it was the night that the chargers signed wade ritchie yep. to replace john carney remember that and uh pete was kind of a dick he at was. the start at the start of the night because he didn't want to spend much time on the show, even though we'd promoted it, yeah. because he had people lined up, and everybody lined up. There's 75 bucks in my pocket. I got to get the fuck off this stupid show. Well, we're out there from 7 to 10, and at about 8.30 at night, the line's gone. Yeah. Pete's, nobody else came in. Nobody's, and Pete's sitting there, because the promotion runs till 10, and I think, Dave, he knew... That you and I knew and Sean knew he'd been a dick. Yeah. And Pete said to us kind of sheepishly in the break, well, I don't think anybody else is coming. If you guys want, I'd be happy to join you. And we're like, put the headset on. Yeah. And if you remember, Dave, for that last hour and a half, he was phenomenal. He was good. I remember, though, when Sean came in, because you and I had talked to him basically three nights in a row. Remember, Is that right? We I had, remember that. We did, because we did. We promoted him before he came to town. Then we had him on two days in a row there. We did back-to-back days. Were we out there with him yeah, two nights in a row? Two nights in a row. So we had him on basically three days in a row. Wow. And it, I didn't remember that. And then Sean comes in, and Jeff obviously knows Sean real well. And you yeah. didn't know at the time that Pete knew Sean. And Sean and Pete said, we know each other really well. We travel so much, we sit with each other on airplanes all the time together. We're, we're, we're friends. Now, was Sean, Sean was retired at that yeah, time, Yeah, of course. Right? He was you, retired. Well, I, I, I think, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I think he was retired. I thought he was, I thought he was retired. Anyway, okay. here's the deal. Those two guys knew each other, okay? Yeah, yeah, we sit with each other on the airplane all the time. And then Sean said, Pete, I'm going to buy a jersey, right. and I want your signature on it. He goes, go buy that jersey, Sean. 75 bucks with the signature as well. And he charged Sean full no. price. Did yes. he t- no, what I'm telling you is it wasn't $75. No, no. Sean paid $300 yes. for that that's thing. That's something he had to buy the jersey and the $75. Yeah, I think yeah. it was $300. Yeah, it was. And then Sean left it there for like a year at yeah. Field of Dreams. Remember that? Yes, he did. Fucking knuckle. And then <laughs> we're sitting there and no one's around and we said, well, fuck it. We're never going to see Pete again. 
And I and I remember thinking to myself, am I going to pay seventy five dollars? Like I was yeah. really fucking pissed. And then I said, fuck it, I'm never going to see the guy again. I'm going to I'm going to buy a picture with him next to Steve Garvey. So you went first, right? Have him sign. Yeah, I I was in from the yes. start. My yes. feeling was, and I feel this way twenty years later on the same thing. I was getting paid to be there. Pete was getting paid to be there. Pete's paying the bills. Yep. And if he needs that money, I'm, nobody forced me to buy one. Yep. It was my, if I wanted it, it was 75 bucks. Yeah. Nothing was being, and I'll, I'll tell you the second part of that in a, in a minute. I said, yeah, I want one. I was against paying for a signature. I know you were. Yeah. I know why, too. You know exactly why you were against it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You know it, and I'll prove it in a second. Go ahead. So, of course, you wait because you're a fucking snake. <laughs> and I get up there. I put out my $75, and he goes, how can I sign? I go, just sign it to Jeff. Pete, we're brothers. He goes, Jeff, I'm happy to. I sign it. Oh, here comes old fucking snake right behind me. Yep. Snake Di- Diablo. Yep. Dave, you want? Ho, 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 ho. Ho. Just sign it, Pete. Just yeah. sign it. You don't have to personalize it. Don't put my it. name on it. I want to hit King, Pete Rose, the whole fucking deal. And I said, because I have no shame. Oh, he's going to sell it. And I said, you're damn right, I fucking For am. For 90. Well, good luck. He signed 10,000 yeah. fucking things so the day. The day you drop dead, I'm selling it. It'll Pete. be $41. <laughs> but I'll find a guy named Jeff who goes, God damn, that's a personalized one. I'll give you $1,200. i will go deal. <laughs> now... This is, in radio, anytime yep. you're doing a commercial, right? Yeah. The guy I was thinking about tonight, Dave, you and I put two car dealerships out of business. Yeah. Dixon Ford. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how that happened. And yeah. Teddy Stevens College Ford, which yeah. I just drove by tonight yeah. on the 94. It's now a Toyota dealership. Yeah. Yeah. God, how about that, dude? <laughs> we could do a whole show there. <laughs> but every time you hear somebody talking about, hey... I'm here for Teddy Stevens College Ford. You're getting paid. Yeah. The best thing in the world was Field of Dreams came to us and said, listen, we're going to do things a little different. We can either pay a X amount a month or we can do trade. Yeah. And if you're interested in doing trade, if you were going to make 500 guy for the month, we'll give you a thousand in trade. That's right. And you and I were like, Fuck yeah, let's go. Yep. And the other thing that they did for us, if you remember, is they're like, look, we're going to give it to you at our price. We're not even going to give it to you at the retail yep. price. So, Dave, if you remember, yeah, we got the Pete Rose pictures that we paid for, but I have a framed Harmon Killebrew signed picture from him hitting home run number 500. Yeah. I have a Fran Tarkington signed jersey. Yep. And I got a plaque. Um, from the first pitch thrown at Petco Park. Yeah. All things that I still have and I love. And I feel like there was a fourth thing I got too, like a baseball. I feel like I got a baseball out of that deal too from somebody. Um, I can't remember. I remember well, Harmon Killebrew came to town and you, I you, couldn't you missed be there. it. You missed it. Yeah. He shook my hand and almost broke my hand. He was the strongest guy motherfucker though, right? of all time. You yeah. said he was great. He was super cool. Um. The one thing that stands out that I got from there was I have an autographed picture of Larry Bird and Magic you, Johnson. That's where it was. Where Magic rips, is ripping over his, ripping open his Laker warm-ups and there's a Celtics t-shirt underneath. Yeah. 
and I have signatures from both those guys. That was really cool. And the Pete picture comes from yeah. that whole yeah. thing time, but or that whole same time. But those those were special days, yeah. man. Like a store like Field of Dreams, they may still be in Vegas. They are. There's one in Vegas. Okay. I was in last time I was in Vegas. Joe Montana was in there signing. Really? Yeah. Like and Pete's, uh, I think, at MGM now signing every is day. Is that or where something. he is? Yeah. Yeah. But um, but those were really fun. But yeah, that was. Uh, I don't even know how we we got over to talking about that. But yeah, being there that night with Pete. Yeah. And hanging out. Uh, was pretty cool, and yeah, he changed. Uh, we're talking about somebody I, I can't even remember who we were saying who they. Oh, Evil can Evil, how it had kind of changed like that, and Evil knew that the guys around him, and it was me in my twenties and yeah. my brother in his twenties, the guys in thirties and forties, and we we're just like we didn't ask him about Snake River or anything yeah. like that. We just and he was cool. He just hung out. For what Evil Knievel did, okay, and we watch all this stuff. We watch the guys who are the Lindas. We watch all these guys right. do all these stunts all the time when they're on ABC. When you look at Evil's career, when yeah. you look at him as a success or a failure? Huge success because, <laughs> Dave, the guys... He broke that, every bone in his body. Yeah, but the guys jumping today, right? Uh, the guy Robbie uh, Peralta, is that I right? I don't even know. But the guys that jump now, but they're jumping on little yeah. all springs yep. bikes. Dude, he's jumping those fountains at Caesar's Palace. What the fuck was he doing? On like a full-size Triumph 650. Why? Because they didn't have those little very small lightweight bikes that these guys are able. Even, even Robbie Knievel. Yeah. Now, I remember one of the guys a couple years ago um, wanted to try to jump the fountains at Caesars on one of the bigger bikes, and I think he did it. I think he said, no, I want to try to do it. But, man, there I, I've said this before. There's an unbelievable documentary that's narrated by evil. I know there's one now that Johnny Knoxville is kind of a part of. But there was one that came out in like the early 90s that yeah. he narrated. It's unbelievable because you know, he's old and grouchy. I went to Wembley Stadium. They put up 25 of them shitty double-decker buses. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, we built the ramps, and it was great to be over there. I came down, I hit third gear. I didn't quite get to 71 miles an hour like I needed to get to jump 10, 25,000 feet like the other ramp was set up. And I hit the second to last bus, did two and a half flips in the air, broke my pelvis, my ribs, my neck, sprained my testicles. And I knew right then <laughs> my career had come to an end. And you're like, this documentary is nine minutes in. <laughs> he's like... He goes four months later. Four months later, I changed my mind. I was given the opportunity at the World's Fair to jump five Ferris wheels in a row on my 900-pound Triumph bike. I felt good about it. I hit the ramp. I couldn't get to the speed I needed to, and I crashed right into the Ferris wheel. Broke my femur, my hip, my pelvis. Guy breaks his pelvis every jump, and it's just like you're like, dude. It's unbelievable, this guy. Yeah. Uh, he was the man. 
He was. Okay, so how much do you think he was worth when he died? Oh boy. This is gonna this is gonna be heartbreaking. This is gonna be worse than Coolio. When you told me Coolio no, was it's worth the hundred grand. It's not. It's not bad. I'm gonna save two million. Three million dollars. That's okay. what it says. Three million dollars. But and here's the weird thing about him. I'm just looking at him right now. He um dude, he was like married almost forty years, then got divorced. Really? Yeah, like that's always seemed strange to me. Yeah. Like, dude, you're 40 years in. Where are you going? But remember, like, uh, yeah, where are you going? Living up in Butte, Montana? Yeah. yeah, you aren't giving her the good stuff. You broke your pelvis 800 times. <laughs> right. You're lucky she hasn't left you. <laughs> right. And his kids, Robbie and all those dudes. Yeah. The thing was, like, even when Robbie was jumping, Eva was the kind of dad that looked at Robbie like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, speaking of that. Can you imagine if Evil was your dad? Don't you think he's the kind of guy that just had like Pabst Blue Ribbon cans all over the all fucking the time. house? Just fucking cussing at you? All the time. Yeah. Like you just go, hey dad, Evil's the guy that probably would have strolled out and fought the umpire at your yeah, little game. Yeah. You aren't good enough to use my lunchbox at school. Yeah. Forget that. You get the Wonder Woman one. Yeah. You get that. You can have, uh, you can have, uh, who, who was, uh, when Lee Majors was the stuntman? Colt McCoy? Yeah. No, not Colt McCoy. Who was Colt it? Colt Seavers, I think. Colt Seavers. From the fall Colt game. McCoy was the quarterback. Yeah, you take Colt Seavers. <laughs> take your, take your pimento cheese sandwich and get the hell out That's of here. That's exactly right. And bring me my walking cane. That's it. The old cans and shit. Not the ones yeah. that now that pop open. The ones where you had to pull the tab. Oh, Yeah. Just, just flick it on the floor so you yeah. step in it. He he didn't even do that, Dave. He had that thing, that sharp triangle. He The tabs were for yeah. pussies. <laughs> he turned it upside down, took that sharp triangle, remember? Yeah. And just put it in. And he didn't even dick around with that little one that she had to put on the other side for the air. Yeah. Remember you had to put the little dent? I remember. Dent, that's and then you put the big triangle in? That's right. He's like, that little dent's for a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Dude. it'd be fun growing up in that house. I I tell you what, the I know everybody does. The Chuck Norris is the baddest yeah. man on the planet. I respect that. <laughs> Force of One, one of my favorite movies. Goddamn, dude, you're hard pressed to tell me there was anybody tougher than Evil. Oh my god, I don't. Why know Why would you tougher. do it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tough or dumb? I don't understand. And then there were guys that came. I remember. That's hilarious. There was a guy. Remember Tim Ryan. The announcer yeah. from CBS. Yeah. Dude, Tim Ryan was great. Like, one of the most underrated guys. I remember he was hockey announcer for years. Amazing boxing announcer with Gil Clancy really? on CBS. Oh, yeah. Him and Gil Clancy every Saturday called the fights on CBS. And uh, Tim Ryan, CBS Sports Spectacular. Yeah. <clears throat> they have this guy comes out. This guy's got long blonde hair and a mustache, and he's going to jump the fountains at Caesar's Palace. Yeah. And this guy, I don't, like, if you're doing that, and you're going to try to, and this is like 82 or 83. Like, when they weren't showing Ray Mancini fights, they had crazy shit like this. And this guy, Dave, is basically going to jump in like a red suit. Just like a suit. Like, no padding or anything in a helmet. And this guy goes, he hits his ramp, and he goes over the fountain, and then he completely misses his landing ramp, 
And he's another dude. Breaks two legs in his pelvis and the whole thing. Tim Ryan, oh my, oh my. And you're like, oh, god damn. But that guy, he jumped one time. Yeah. And do you remember at KFMB, we had Bubba Blackwell yeah. on the show? Yeah. Remember that dude? Yeah. And Bubba used to come out to Del Mar yep. and jump cars and everything. Bubba had the same thing somewhere in, you know, Michigan. Yeah. Misses a ramp and breaks his back and 90 other bones. He never jumps again. Fucking evil was back in three months. Jumping at the Astrodome. <laughs> right? Yes, you're absolutely right. I do remember all that. God, man, that is, it, it is crazy. I mean, but if you're the network, you're going, this is the best thing to happen to us. Well, and that's why this Walunda kid. Is a joke. Because he's got the guide wire. Yeah. What do you think evil would say to that? Yeah. Evil look at that guy and goes, that's the kind of kid who drinks Diet Mountain Dew. He's a pussy. <laughs> and I'm not saying Walunda wants to do it, but he he takes the ABC exactly. money. He yeah. could go to Spike or, right? Yes. Vice and make 10 grand like Evil probably made and walk over a shark uh, infested pond. That's the move right there, to walk over something like that. You think you just called it right there, right? Yeah, piranhas. Yes, I like it. I like it. Fuck. I don't know, man. Damn it. I just remembered it was it was a part of my childhood as far as the, the stunt cycle and the lunchboxes. And I just well, but remember. But him on Wide World. And Wide World when of Sports. He, he was, was everything. coming on. Wide World of Sports overall did suck, man. It wasn't very good. I don't know. Frank Gifford was great. <laughs> Frank Gifford was the man. That book... If you read Frank Gifford's book, The Whole Ten Yards, he talks... What year did that book come out? Uh, like 90. Okay. I just keep thinking of Frank Gifford and Susan Johnson. Oh, no. Way before that. Yeah. Way before that. Because he, he was with Susan Johnson in the late 90s, right? Yeah. No, this is when Frank was still Monday Night Football and, uh, and, and still the man. And, dude, he tells stories. And the thing about Frank was, like, when he told stories, you didn't, you didn't think he was – he didn't feel like a Reggie Jackson vibe. Frank just felt like like Joe Namath. Yeah. When Joe Namath was on Stern telling stories, you were like, dude, this guy is just the best, right? Yeah. And that's the way before that. When Giff got busted with, with that lady, that stewardess. Yeah, Susan Johnson. His game changed. Like oh, no he, lo shit. he lost his swagger. You think he was making videos with Kathy Lee about how great their marriage was? Remember, you could buy the videos. Oh, they were making no. commercials and filling in. Didn't yeah. Frank fill yeah. in? Yeah, Frank on that would show? fill in uh, on for Regis. Regis. And then these videos that ran all the time in the middle of the night. Why they have the perfect marriage, and you oh, can have the God. perfect marriage too. And then it's on tape. Susie walks into Susan Johnson's room. He wants to stick it right in her ass. That was the first wow. thing. And you're like, look yeah. at Frank. That's the first thing you ask for within five seconds. It's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. You dirty. <laughs> God dang it. YA Tittle's like, what in the world? <laughs> but, dude, he tells these stories. When, Frank's right and dirty, dude. You had no idea. No idea. <laughs> he didn't say that in the book. Um, but next door to Madison Square Garden, there was this legendary pub, Two yeah. Shores. And... I was lucky enough to get in there. What they, they closed it, and it became a Kmart for like four years. 
And everybody down there by Penn Station just lost their mind. They're like, what? You replaced this bar with a Kmart? <laughs> but you could go in, and the, the guy who it was named after, he'd been dead for 25 years by the time I got there. But the bar was still there. Food was great. Old school. And Frank just tells stories about being in there, right? And yeah. it's it's Frank and Y.A. Tittle and then uh, – you know, all the guys, Billy Martin and Mantle and Whitey Ford from the Yankees and Yogi. And it's just, dude, the early days of what it was like with Monday Night Football with Cosell. Yeah. And uh, getting laid out by Chuck Bednarik yeah. and what that meant to him. But, dude, Frank was Frank was the guy yeah. on Wide World of Sports. And him and Bob Biotti doing uh, alpine skiing? Come on. <laughs> and then he, he hey. Little Frank made a couple too many decisions. Yeah. And then Gift just kind of got a little bit emasculated. Yeah. Kind of sucked. Because he had to sit there and play up to Kathy Lee. That's what happened. Yeah. What if Gift would have just told her, hey, keep walking, and he hung out with Suzanne for the rest of the game? There you go. Might have been a little bit different. Might, might, have, been, might have been a lot different. Man. But Wide World of Sports, I didn't mind Wide World of Sports – uh, dude, when we were kids, we would watch uh, PBA bowling. Nelson Burton Jr. and Chris Schenkel. Why? Uh, yeah, why Earl you Anthony. Watch yeah, go outside. Pete Weber. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Go outside. I know. Pete Weber, Earl Anthony, Nelson. I Burton. remember all these assholes. Remember those guys? Dude, I just remember the beginning of the show where that guy you swore he died, the skier, where he wipes right. the fuck out. And he Jim lived. McKay. Yeah. Yeah. Keith Jackson would always be doing shit. Yeah. There was all kinds of stuff going on. But Giff was but Giff was always doing the evil Knievels. Yeah. I uh, would want to, too. That would be the dream job right there. You they, have to think at some point. You're like, this maniac's going to be dead today. <laughs> Dude, how many times, though, did he go up to the ramp and act like you're going to jump, and he didn't jump? Yeah. He, he, he was like, God dang, how many times is he going to time this thing out? I've asked you this before. He's it's a, a showman. Qu- it's a quick trivia question. You, we've all seen it. Um, the video of, of, I almost said Elvis, of evil. The slow motion video of him coming over the fountains at Caesars. Yeah. When he hits, and then we just see him yeah. Yeah. like a ragdoll. Do you know who filmed that? No. True story. Linda Evans filmed that story. She was out there with John Derrick, married to John Derrick at the time. John Derrick was a coxman. John Derrick was a coxman. He's the definition of it. And and John Derrick was filming it, and he set Linda Evans up at the end of the ramp with like a Super 8 camera. And she filmed it. And Evil told the story that he woke up in the hospital the film was there on his bed with a note from Linda Evans saying, here's the video of your jump. I'll never do this again. <laughs> but it's pretty wild, dude, that, that, the, cool. that the chick from Dynasty is responsible yeah. for one of the craziest sports it videos you've ever clip. seen. Yeah. I wonder how many people And she listening. stays with him. Yeah. She stay. I mean, you look at that, like Todd Villalobos or Jason Hendricks or any of our guys that are camera guys. Yeah. Like, you look at that, you go, that's not... What she does, she was an actress. Dude, she stays with that shot perfectly. Oh, that is crushed funny it. shit. That is, that is pretty damn good. That's really good. Yeah, no, I've seen that clip a hundred times too. 
Now right. I might end up YouTubing it when the show's over. Well, it's available now. And yep. like I said, for a year or whatever it was, you can only get dirty used ones on eBay. I have no idea how great it'll be, but it was 45 bucks, And I got a uh, text message tonight saying, hey, we've shipped it, and here's your tracking. Cool. So, I mean, same day, middle of COVID yeah. right now, pretty cool. It's funny, man. I get stuff delivered all the time, and literally... When the UPS or, or whatever comes to the door, mm-hmm. and like I, and, or if I'm standing here where we are and the garage is open and they come down the driveway, I'm like, look, I don't have a mask on. You want to just throw it at me? Like, yeah. I, you know, or just leave it there just and I'll come it. get it. That's what I always say. They always hand it to me, but I was, I was like, dude, I'm not going to wear a mask in my house. No. So I'm like, just throw it at me. Whatever yeah. it is, I'll catch it. You know? Does and the guy it, have a mask on? And so always. They always okay, have a mask cool. on. They, they always do. But it's one of those where you always feel like, wait a second, I'm on my own property and shit. I didn't know you were coming. Yeah. You know, come the come, come hell down. <laughs> you know, don't get upset. It's the way it's going to go. I did, you know, it's funny, man. I went to uh, talk about customer service. Mm-hmm. I had to buy a fucking light bulb, you know, yeah, so, you told I, me. which I fucking hate. Oh, yeah. I was talking to the second yeah. place I was. I talked to as a Home Depot, but I'm at Lowe's. No one's in the fucking store. I said, Darn. hey, can somebody help me out with this light bulb? I can't seem to find a match. And these two women go, yeah, we'll send somebody over. And then the one girl walks by me and goes, she's going to take care of it. Well, I'm there for fucking 10 minutes. Uh, no one fucking comes, you know? Really? I mean, there's no one in the store. And finally, I had a think of batteries in my hand, and I just went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not buying anything here. And I just fucking chucked the batteries towards yeah. the extension cords. I go, and you can fucking re-put that away, too. You were a Karen. And I was. I pulled a Karen. And I fucking walk out, and then I, I Home Depot fucking took care of it. But the problem with that goddamn Home Depot, as a guy that's not into construction, yeah. you never know where to fucking park. Am I going to oh, park right. near the fucking entrance? I'm going to no. park near the fucking exit. Either way, I'm walking, getting 75 yards to my car. No. These two God. doors fucking suck. No. You could put Lowe's out of business if you want one big fucking door. No. This this is why I'm really, really worried about you. This is the, <laughs> this is the easiest game ever, and it's especially good if you go bring Josh with you. Okay. At the El Cajon, I feel like every Home Depot has this. I'm confident. I'm going to say it, final answer. Every Home Depot out front has one of two things that you can park right next to. It's either the sheds. Yeah. The thing about the shed is you go, what could I put in that thing right there? So my kids and I, we go there, and I'm, I, I don't have a backyard that's going to fit a shed, but we don't care. I'm like, you know what we could do with that thing? That's got a back window. I go, what you do is we put the DirecTV dish right on here. We run the wire in. Yeah. We mount the TV up in the corner, and now we never have to listen to your mom again. (laughs) We run the power strip out. We got fans. We got a hot plate. And we're just going to sit out here and watch games. It's like Step Brothers. Look at all this room. <laughs> Look at these activities. Yeah. We put bunk beds in here. It'd be great. Or the other thing, and this is why I know, like, uh, might as well be speaking Spanish. The other place where you can park at Home Depot is you make the walk by all the grills. Oh, fuck. Now, I know you got a I'm great grill, a grill in the back. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. Even if you're not in the market for it, it's kind of like walking the car lot where you go, well, I don't need a new car, but, but goddamn, look, look at it. Or TVs at Best Buy, yeah. right? When you go, God damn, look at all that. You go, well, that's, well I could probably use a TV in the kitchen. 
I probably, it's like I need an eight, 85 inch TV. Yeah, in the it's like 80 inches, but goddamn, it's 24K. <laughs> it's the same thing, Dave. It curves. Look, Fucking it curves. screen curves. I need it. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Matt Strom just spit. Ticket. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. Home Depot's great, right? Because you just walk through there and you look at all the things you have no, caulking. Oh, you're like, ah, oh, it'd be great. I wish I knew how to use that. Fuck. <laughs> he just walked in here, right? I always feel overmatched. I feel I'm like, always. I feel like they know. They know I don't they know what the know. fuck I'm doing. Anybody that doesn't qualify for the apron, you're a dipshit. <laughs> but at least we go in there. Guys like you and me, we walk in. We know what we don't know, right? It's guys like Woods that walk in there. Hey, you got the junior jack plane? <laughs> I'm going to need some 32 grit sandpaper. They're like, fuck off, pretty boy. Fuck off. Get out of here. He's like, no, I just came in to get a Fanta. <laughs> That's Todd. it. That's Todd it. out there. Han- I got to get Hannah one, too. I don't want to lose my job. I'll, I'll be back for the sandpaper, guys. I'll be back. Hey, save that caulking gun for me right there. Fuck off. Just need a Fanta. I just came in. Hannah's hot. I gotta get her a drink. I mean, she's hot, but today it's temperature wise. You know, she's carrying my son. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Fucking self checkout. Put a mask on. <laughs> Tell Paul we said what's up. <laughs> hey to Megan. <laughs> hey, do you guys ever cares. let us? Uh, you know, I think at the new house that Hannah's buying for me, I, I might need one of these driving mowers. Can I test drive it? No. Okay. Bye, guys. Got to go get ready for tomorrow. Great. Out, out, out. Come on. Out. Did you just say this new house that Hannah's buying for me? Say you just fucking dropped. Holy shit. <laughs> How is like two shows like this? No, because at four forty-five, there's going to be a text message. You fucking guys! Oh my god, dude! <laughs> oh my god! I aired him out the other day, pretty good, by the way, on the show. And then he he actually he put Brett right in the message. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. No, clearing up the story that I aired him out on the other day. No, and so when he called out Brett for saying this is how the story went down. I was like, well, he I, right away I'm going, well, Steve must be telling the truth. If Steve's willing to include Brett in the story. Brett's a gold glove winner. Yeah, well, it sounded like Brett was uh, quick to throw Woods under the bus. Woods is a recovering <laughs> addict. <laughs> Woods has this up in three months with all his fucking greenies. Fuck. What did Steve say happened? He said Brett fucking basically took the, took the road of fucking blaming Woods. He said, no, it was a Brett decision. But he, he tagged Brett right in it. Brett never fucking called me and said, hey, fuck, man, this is what happened. You know, but as soon as Woods tagged. I do like that he blamed Woods for it. Yeah, he Steve did. wouldn't do that. But, but, and that's what I said. I, I said, you know what? Fuck. I go, I've known both guys a long time. I've known Brett a lot longer. But I go, I, I trust Woods in this story. And so that was it. Yeah, he's not a... Uh... He's, ah, he, Steve's not like that. Yeah. It was good that she yelled at him the other day. Yeah, he I know. Likes a lot of, a lot, <laughs> he likes that. I don't know if he likes it. Do your kids, it's funny, you just said something that was interesting. You said that when you call uh, Judge Judy a bitch, mm-hmm. that your kid's like, all right, enough of that. Yeah. Do your kids correct you very often of something of your behavior that you go, well, fuck. Am I oh, fucked yeah. up? Really? 
all the time when I'm driving because I just lose. The thing that makes me insane, and it happens every day, is people in this city are the most selfish drivers in the world. You're never paying attention to what's going on to the left or your right. You're never looking in your rearview mirror to see if you're holding up traffic. If you got four or five people behind you, you're just a bunch of selfish fucking pricks that just drive whatever speed you want. You're going to talk on your phone. You're going to do whatever because the rules apply to everybody but you. Yeah. And that shit makes me insane because I'm not a patient person. Shocking. (laughs) And so my kids just, nah, I over-exaggerated for them, but I point it out all the time. And you go, look, you know, this guy right here. Because you'll find it so often, and it doesn't even matter which freeway you're on. You can be on the 5, you can be on the 8, it doesn't matter. You're going to find a situation on a Saturday afternoon, and you're like, why isn't traffic going? And I call it all the time. I said to my kids, I go, I guarantee you, when we get a chance, there's going to be somebody in the fast lane and the lane to the right, And then the second lane in those two lanes that are all driving about the same speed and not paying attention to the fact that they each have eight cars lined up behind them. And if one of them or two of them got around, all of this shit would open up. But I go, but they don't give a shit because they're living in their own world and we're all lucky to know them. So I do it all the time. It's a sideways finger. (laughs) I do it all the time. I have no problem with it at all. You just go by. You just say, come on. One time, my kids are all laughing. Like, I just, that's the thing to me that's the most, I tell them all the time, is just try to be considerate of others. Nobody gives a shit who you are. Just try to be considerate of others. And if you do that, man, you're going to have, you're going to be successful in life. If you, if you look out for the people next to you instead of worrying about yourself, you'll be fine. But we live in a town and in a time when people are so fucking entitled for no reason at all that it makes me absolutely insane. When the light turns green yeah, and it's... And then finally the guy in front of you is going to hit the... Fuck off. Go. Fuck are you doing? Like, let's fucking go. So they... Uh, yeah, that's the thing. They, they find that hysterical. Now, I'm not a horn guy. Yeah. Like, I'm, my dad, when I was in high school, my dad's so different from me. He's the most patient, easygoing guy in the world. My dad was, too. Yeah. Well, Lou? Lou was, yeah. Boy, is the light would turn green in L.A. My dad, bah, like a little, I was like, can you relax? <laughs> like, what? Is, where was that guy supposed to be? Hey, just helping him. No. Yeah. I don't do that. But I, because uh, half the time with this shitty Sentra I drive. You go to hit the horn, it doesn't even go. <laughs> and that's the best. My kids just laugh every time. They're like, you want to honk at that guy, you hit it. And it didn't even, the guy didn't even know. Your horn was like, bullshit. We're not honking. Shut <laughs> up. All the time. It's great. Dude, that's funny. Yeah, my, my dad used to, I used to make my dad nervous by my behavior. Like, I, I, I had a quick temper. Yeah. He didn't have a quick temper, but I've seen my dad knock a couple guys out before growing up you oh know? wow he uh, I, I told you that one time i had a neighbor across the street who shot my dog 
Oh yeah, you and, can't do that. And the dog came back in the house, and my dad pet the oh, dog, yeah. and there and there was blood on his hand, and the dog was shot by the guy across the street. My dad went immediately across the street, oh, yeah. knocked on the door. As soon as that guy opened the door, he dropped him. Good. Um, Good. And the dog ended up being fine before you guys freak out. But he uh, that, and I remember a guy came up to his window once to try and start something, and he just left left hand right out the window, knocked the guy out right on the cement. Good. And, and uh, <laughs> good. But otherwise. He always got upset with me. You know, he was like, dude, yeah. you're too quick to react. The reason I asked that is I, I was having a son, I have a son now who's an adult. Yeah. And he, he like yesterday, the, the Padre game's going on. Yeah. Where the Lamette has a no hitter through six. Mm-hmm. Literally, right when I walked in the door, I look over and I said, holy shit, he has a no hitter. Fuck, you know me. I got to fucking tweet it out. Yeah, well, we don't like that. Well, I know. And so he doesn't like it either. He's a Padre fan. Well, next batters, see, um, Bellinger gets a hit. Bodies and losing the fucking game, but people lost their shit screaming at me. Eat shit, you're, yeah. you're fuck you, get the fuck out of here, all this stuff. It makes him nervous, and he goes, "Why? Why do you do that? Like, do you you just have something in you that you want people to fucking hit your guts?" And I go, yeah. "No." I go, "I like getting a reaction," but I go, yeah. I, don't, "I go, yeah." Well, he goes, "Well, Jeff just makes people laugh. Why do yeah. you just got to be a fucking asshole all the time?" Yeah, why do you? And so when I sit there and I go, "Well, hell, I'm getting called out by my adult son." I'm going. Yeah, you better change. Ma- maybe I got to check myself. Then I'm yeah, like, man in the mirror. <laughs> that should be your ringtone. Is that I hate to say it. Every time I hear that song, I laugh, dude. <laughs> what? Because fucking on, on how Stern, does plan work out? No, on Stern with Ar- when Artie, Artie. Every time they played that song, Artie would start crying. Remember no! that? No. Oh yes. Because he thought of yes. his dad. And Artie would cry on the air. What's cr- a song that makes Gary cry all the time? Oh, my God. Dude. It's an Elton John song. It might be Daniel. No, it's like some other one. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. But fuck, dude. It went, every time I hear that song, I laugh now because they would do it to Artie all the time, make him cry. Oh, my God. But anyway, yeah, I was like, I'm getting checked by my, my kid. My wife hates it, too. She goes, she goes, don't show me messages of people telling you to eat shit. Well, because they're all, they have your same last thing. And so, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> Yeah, I understand. No one's going after my wife or my son for the stupid shit I say. But at the same time, I do like the reaction that, that it causes because you and I both know we've had th- this thing where we jinx no hitters all the time. Oh, yeah. And it always happens. All the time. And But in, in all honesty, we aren't throwing the pitch or swinging the bat. Why does Costa take credit for it? No you and I are the guys <laughs> who have done it for all the time. Forever. And Mike takes credit for 22 for it. years. Yeah, I, no I never idea. do it on Padre games. Yeah. I I don't. I refuse. I'll do it on a Dodger game. And all I the tell time. you what, I won't do it on another Padre game this year. I promise oh, you. Thanks. I, I but can you imagine if there's a no hitter and there, there's no one fucking there? It'd be crazy. I mean, right? if they're in the World Series, meaning the Padres, it'd be weird and there's no one there. Yeah, you know, or there's supposed to be a parade and there's no fucking parade. All that shit's weird. Um, it it's just it's such a insane time. Watching hockey yesterday and basketball and all these crazy things going on. Basketball sucks, dude, right now. I'll be honest with you. It's weird. I told you. It it feels feels like like, summer league. It does. You nailed it. It feels like Las Vegas. Yeah. None of the games are important. But hockey is wild because they are. It's intense. It's playoff. There's push and shoving. There's fights going on. Um, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm absolutely fascinated by this. We have a source that provides us the radio ratings yeah. for how things are going. And and I think for any of us, no matter what your walk of life is, uh, COVID's impacted you. Some of you maybe actually have had a good run. And for all of you, man, I cheer for you. But unfortunately, a lot of people 
have had a very, very tough go, um, including the broadcast industry, where the broadcast, I mean, you're still seeing, right, watch the local news at night, people are six feet apart, and guys are doing everything from home, it's crazy, but the one thing that is pretty wild is how much of an impact it has had to benefit 97.3, the fan, yeah. while demolishing uh, 1360. Uh, 1360. I always say this. You can take these numbers however you want. I guarantee you, I'll preface this by saying, anybody at 1360 who hears me read this is going to tell me 25 different reasons why these numbers are wrong. They could be right. But I guarantee you, nobody at 97.3 is going to complain about it because when they're out on the street and they're selling advertising, they're going to point to these numbers. The way that this works is that there is a select amount of people within San Diego that from the Nielsen company, remember Nielsen did TV forever, now they do radio, you are given what looks like a little pager. And there are different times during the course of the hour where there is an A tone sent out to that pager and your pager catches it and I believe David's five minutes later it could be six or seven or four but it's a relatively that's a decent amount of time but not an hour there is a B tone that's sent out and if your pager picks up the A tone and the B tone from the same radio station, that radio station gets credit. Yeah. So that's how they judge it, right? It's still kind of an inexact science. You used to have people that filled out diaries. That was crazy, the whole thing. But now Nielsen and the radio industry believe these personal people meters that send an A tone, five minutes later the B tone, registers the ratings. The key demographic for sports radio are men between the ages of 25 and 54. I would think there's the majority of you probably fall in that group. And you say, yeah, that's me. I've always felt like we should go for everybody. It should be adults 25, 54. I've always fought that battle. Dave's fought that battle because I don't know why Geekster or Rose or anybody else why they feel like you don't matter, but they are stuck in 1957. Yeah, they think they don't, women don't spend money. Men 25 to 54 are the ones that buy cars, houses, insurance. So this is from the period of April 23rd through July 15th. So less than a month ago, this window ended. And these are the numbers straight up, head to head, men. 25-54, morning show, Ben and Woods, 2,000 listeners. Extra 1360, two of my close friends, Judd and Mike, zero. Yeah. You're getting beat 2,000 to zero. Yeah. And listen, with no offense to Mike and Judd, who I love, I laugh at that because Dave and I were told we were the problem. <laughs> Uh, now we move to... You know, though, Ben was told he was the problem, too. Yeah, Ello. Yeah, Ello was the problem. The yeah. Chris, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. was sitting right there. They could have right. hired him. Didn't do it. Coach was sitting right there. Wouldn't right. hire him. Yeah, right. They had Coach come in a couple of All times. Time. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we'll get to coach in a second. Next, we go nine to noon. Uh, it gets much closer. Now, if I'm the guys at the fan, I have to look at what happens between nine and noon and be incredibly concerned because you go from 2,000 with Ben and Woods down to 700 yeah. for Jim Rome. Yeah. That is a huge drop-off. It is. And uh, Colin Coward is 200. Yeah. So that is the closest matchup of the day, 700 to 200. Now we go noon to three. You know the two shows involved. The fan is drawing 1,700 listeners. So you go, you gain 1,000. Yeah. You drop 1,300 from when Steve and Ben say, see you later. Yeah. And then when Rome says, see you later, you gain 1,300. Come yeah. back, which is pretty telling for the local broadcast. Exactly. Uh, 1,700 people are tuned in at 97.3. From noon to three, on thirteen sixty, it's three hundred. So you, from the two hundred for the herd, yeah. you gain one hundred more. The herd show is free. Yeah. Now in the afternoons, Tony and Chris, twelve hundred for the fan, one hundred for thirteen sixty. Yeah, and you have three hosts on that show. So you're getting beat in the morning, two thousand to nothing. You're getting beat in middays 1,700 to 300. You're getting beat in the afternoons 1,200 to 100. Remember, Dave, you and I were the fucking problem yeah, over there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, this is nothing against any of those guys on there, but I find that absolutely fucking hysterical that nothing got ever figured out from the most arrogant prick in this town running a radio station. And I'm sorry. I like all those dudes. I, I feel zero sympathy. Your boss is a dipshit. And that's why we have more people that listen to half hour of this that listen to their entire fucking day. Yeah, that, that's not even close. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, I heard something else today. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I, I'm just saying there are rumors that iHeart is making people across all the stations. Yeah. Take unpaid days off. Yeah. Can you imagine that? That's a tough one because if you're an employee, obviously you have to ask yourself the question, what are my options? You know, if I wasn't ready to take a week of unpaid leave, then what are my choices? Like, you know, that that's well, very disturbing. I like our source, who that came yeah. from a lot. Um, I trust that source a lot, but that wasn't told directly to me from anybody who worked in there. But... You know, you miss, if you're asked to miss a couple days a month, that adds up. Yeah, you're missing a, a big part of your paycheck. Oof, man, it is a tough, tough industry. It is really tough. It is. It, it absolutely is. All right. Hey, want to mention the people that help get this thing going. Again, Dan Williams, we're going to start with him because Dan's a great guy right now to talk to, as Jeff just mentioned. A lot of people are struggling during COVID. What's happening right now? With your finances, guess what? Dan can help you be debt-free. Why wouldn't you want to be debt-free? Dan Williams is the guy you need to talk to to help figure out everything that's going on with your finances and make sure that you get out of the rental market, that you can buy your first house. That's the way to go. Dan can make things very easy for you. Again, Dan Williams' number is 
I'll tell you the one thing that that we probably don't say enough when it comes to Dan, and that is I'm I'm fortunate. I mentioned that I was able to get my credit score turned around, but I've also mentioned a lot, and I, I say it honestly, when my credit score was bad, it was incredibly embarrassing. And there may and I probably don't know that I would have called Dan. Right. Because you don't want to call and go, hey, Dan, I'm a uh, 40 year old male and I'd like to buy a house. But my credit score is 565. Uh, It's a no judge zone, man. Dan wants to help you. Dan wants to help you be the next guy to say male or female. Yeah. Hey, my credit score was 600. But we built it up to 750 and chased that 800 rainbow. To get things taken care of, it's uh, you can't really do anything about what happened yesterday, but you can take steps to make sure that tomorrow's a little bit of a better day. Nobody's going to judge you. No, and it's an incredibly tough call to make to admit that you made some mistakes and you need help to do it. But just believe me, you're going to sleep better at night. You're going to feel better, boy, Dave. Uh, I'll just say this: I have one of my closest friends who lives in Texas. They have a small little house, but they made a mistake and they got a couple of small dogs, like three small dogs. And the small dogs have impacted the carpet, the baseboards, and chairs. And it's a small town and they can't really work. And boy, oh boy, man, you hear what is going on. You go, I don't know where you turn. Like, I really don't know. I said, can you sell that house and get any money out of it? Nope. And I don't have any money to fix it. Boy, don't let yourself get to that point. If you're looking at things and going, hey, uh, man, this is this is going the wrong way, make the call now and Dan will help you get back on track. Absolutely. Brian Curry is the guy to help you find that perfect home. Right now, a lot of things going on in the real estate market. You're going to want to get questions answered and Brian Curry is that guy. He can find you the perfect house, but you really want to know what's going on in the market. Is right now the right time to sell? Is right now the right time to buy? San Diego right now is in a very unique situation. If you follow Dan Williams, even on yep. Twitter, he put something out about it today. Brian Curry is the guy that can help you find that perfect home and tell you when to buy it. Again, his number is 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, I, I would say this too. The the friends of mine that live in Texas, boy, if they lived here in California, the one thing I would tell them and would have told them weeks if not months ago is you can fix your problem because you have equity in your property now i don't know in tyler texas how much equity you have but if you're living here in san diego and things are a little tough and money's a little tight boy i would make that call to brian curry and say hey can i maybe sell the house i have right now and take some of the equity and maybe I go down. If I have a three-bedroom, maybe we make it work in a two-bedroom. Do those kind of things uh, so you can get the financial uh, pressure off your shoulders. Yeah, I, I'm just, I've been thinking about my friends all day because you really can't give them any answers. But they're in Texas. You're not. You're here in San Diego, and if you need help, you've got equity in that property. Boy, that market is red hot. Now may be the time to sell. Give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. 
Perfect pool for you is just around the corner. Again, it is summertime. It is hot. San Diego, though, the weather is always great to jump in that pool. That's why you need a brand new pool from Tailored Made Pools. Alan Taylor is standing by, again, more than 20 years in the business. You name it. Whether you have a pool that just needs pool resurfacing and some things repaired, or you have that brand new pool with ideas of how you want it to look, one of those infinity pools are awesome. Guess what? Alan Taylor from Tailored Made Pools can take care of all of it. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Talking to my kids tonight because one of their mom's friends has been in Las Vegas for the last four days. And my kids and their mom have been house-sitting, and this particular house has a pool. And I talked to my son tonight. I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, man, I'm all right. I go, what's the matter? He goes, been pretty nice for four days to just hang out at that pool. (laughs) And he goes, now they want to open our pool in the complex, but the HOA is afraid, not their mom, but the other two members of the HOA board are afraid they're going to get sued if somebody gets COVID. So now it's probably the pool shut down all year. Everybody's in panic mode. And I was just saying, boy, oh boy, how about that house where you were? He goes, God, it was great. He goes, you just go back, you relax by the pool, you swim a little bit. And he goes, Dad, I'm telling you, man, it felt like you don't have a care in the world. I go, do you? You're 12. (laughs) But a lot of us do. And if you've got that room in your backyard, you've been thinking about what to do, get rid of it. I'm sick of seeing raccoons all over the place, right? But maybe you uh, just make that call to Alan Taylor. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you have that pool put right in your backyard. Absolutely. Again, Kyle Fluger is your guy for that website. Guess what? If you have a website that needs to be built, you have a website that you say, you know what? It needs to be a little bit better. It's not working. We aren't getting the traction we want. Kyle Fluger has his finger on the pulse. He can help you out. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Look, he's a busy guy. Matter is of he? fact, he is seeing five national parks in the next 10 days, but he's bringing the computer with him, he told me. Well, that's great. That's what I was going to say. My next computer or my next website, how to camp five days a week and work one day a week dot com. <laughs> hey, God bless him, man. Guy's unbelievable. Jesus. He's like, he's out. He is Bear Grylls. Yeah. Well, he's 72 and he looks 31 because he camps all the time. He's just out there. Probably got a lantern. What else does he have, Dave? Dry ice? What's he bring out there? <laughs> he has a lantern? Pretty sure he does, right? He's probably, he probably, remember Ron Popeil had yeah. all those things, pocket fisherman? Yeah. Kyle's probably got all those things. <laughs> Backpack. You know what else he's got? When you go to REI, he's got about 25 different freeze-dried foods. No shit. Remember like the... Uh, like the <laughs> you, astronauts? Yeah, the Neapolitan ice cream. Here you go, Dave. Want some corn on the cob? Come on, you're going to love it. Now let's go hike Yosemite. And then next week, we're going to hike Everest. And then uh, we're going to ski the Swiss Alps, and then we'll come back and see if the phone rang in the nine weeks we've been gone. This fucking guy's unbelievable. He's a legend. It's fucking Yogi Bear. He's stealing picnic baskets. That's all he's doing. Looking for peanut butter sandwiches. (laughs) Uh, Give Flugs a call. He's got one of those big... uh, Yeah. Like when we watch those movies. We always talk about that. Tom Berenger, Danny Glover. They have like the solar phones. Remember like when you'd be way up on the mountain? Or when you watched Everest? 
And it was like $40 a minute. Flugs laughs at that. <laughs> He's just like, let's go. Let's have fun. It's my guy right there. Oh, my I God. I will not funny. let him be disrespected. All right, here we go. We're going to go how old are they and how much are they worth? There's only one August 5th. The rest of them we're going to do tomorrow, August 6th, because believe it or not, there's only one guy August 5th. That's Patrick Ewing. Oh, wow. Uh, let me do the math here. Ah, oh, that pick in 83 or 85? 85. Okay. 85. So I'm going to say he's 56. 58. God. He played all four years at Georgetown. Oh. All right. All right. August 6th. Wait, so I got to do how much is he worth? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, $110 million. $85 million. I like Patrick Ewing. When I went to David Letterman, yeah. he was the first guest. Oh, that's cool. Did he seem giant to you when you were there? He was the so cool, man. He was just really cool. Yeah, I like that guy. That is funny. All right, here we go. August 6th. We have a couple people that aren't with us anymore. We're going to go Lucille Ball. Wow. Did you have done her at the end? Never would have. That mm. voice, man, was brutal. Interesting. Desi did. Yeah. My my brother, quick Desi Arnaz story. When we got here in the early 80s, uh, my brother went to a party in Del Mar, and the party was next door to where Desi Arnaz lived, and that he passed away a couple, like not long after this party. But my brother, I wasn't there, but my brother said, everybody's just out back hanging out. Music's playing, not loud, crazy. And he said, all of a sudden, uh, Desi Arnaz is on the balcony at the house next door. And somebody points out, it's him. And they're like, wow. And Desi yells down at the people, I am not an old man. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> I am not an old man. And they're like, all right. And he just went back in the house. That's it? Yeah, he was dead like a year later. Oh, boy. So I guess he was an old man. <laughs> uh, Lucille Ball, she would have been... She God, she was old. She was 110. Close, man. 109. Wow. Really good. They own that Desi Luce Studios. Didn't make them any money. I'm going to guess $21 million. $40 million when she died would be worth $80 million today. What about Lucy Arnaz? Would you throw her one? The daughter? Oh, fuck. No, probably. The daughter better. wasn't bad. No. Yeah, it's funny. I never thought about her. No. What happened to the kid? Is he still... What happened to Junior? Dude, Is I haven't looked up around? anybody in that family. Yeah, I don't know. Shit. I don't know. I remember when uh, Lucio Ball died, because I used to drive past Hard Rock Cafe in L.A. by the yeah. Beverly Center. Yeah, On the course. way to school every day. And they had a huge thing for Lu Lucio Ball. Like a giant billboard right above uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. Wow. Her kids always seem cool. Like... Like, they were like, I mean, I guess one of them was an actress, and I guess yeah. the kid did music or whatever. But there was just seemed like a, like like the dad seemed a little wild, and the mom, you know, was who she was, popular. But those kids seemed pretty grounded. All right. All right. Here we go. Punky Brewster, Soleil Moonfry. The first thing you think when you think her. I think that she had that gigantism in her tits. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> I was like, no. Do you know that? Do you know that story? No. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. When she was like 12, 13 years old, she had these giant, this giant rack, and she'd have surgery and shit. She literally, it's a disease. Wow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> God. How old is she now? Forty-four. Exactly right. 
Hey, how much is she worth? Two million? Nine million dollars. No kidding. Yeah. How did she do that? Yeah, not she's well, she's married to a famous director. I don't even know the guy's name, but she's married to a famous director. I looked it up the other day. All right, here we go. Two more. They aren't with us anymore. This one's kind of sad, but the age might surprise you. Okay. Joan Bonet Ramsey. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a um damn, dude. This is gonna be crazy. Could she be 30? Exactly right. No way. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I won't ask how much she's worth, but her dad, how much do you think her dad was worth? He was worth some dough, man. He was a you know, bit of dough. I'll say five million. Yeah, close. Uh between three and six million dollars. Dude, I tell you what, and and I don't know that I knew it at the time, but you get it now as a parent. Like people I I just like, didn't you feel like that those parents were run through the ringer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, it was a, the whole story was just fucking terrible. I know. Like, I, dude, I think about that story. We've talked about Westerfield. Yeah. The Van Dams were run through the ringer. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Crow family, Stephanie Crow. Like, God damn, man, these were little kids. Yeah. Like Danielle Van Dam, John Bonet. Uh, Stephanie Crow, like they were little kids, man. Yeah. God damn, the media and look, it was the media. Boy, they were just relentless on those goddamn parents. All of those parents were guilty until proven innocent. Like it was just unbelievable. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, is Double that? play. Double play ends the game. Is that Grisham? That was Grisham. Jesus Holy shit. Christ. I thought when Machado first, by the way, we just watched the end of the final Dodger Padres game. When that, when he first hit it, I thought it was going yeah. out. Did you too, did you too yeah. think that he got all of it? But I want to ask you right now, 40 yard dash, who wins? Trent Grisham or Mark Parent? <laughs> Trent Grisham has to be fast. I don't Dude, know what the fuck not. happened. It's funny. I never thought he was a center fielder. I think he's honestly a corner guy. I know they say, oh, he can sit there and cover center. Dude, but he got beat by, who threw him out? Chris Taylor, who's an infielder, basically. Okay, I mean that dude. Why is he going on that? That's shallow, he ha- right? He has to. or shallow left? Yeah, you got to go. I know, but Dave, he's out. Oh, good tag. All right. Fuck. It felt like good call. They got him right. That's on that shallow, dude. He's pretty far back. This is a great throw. Oh wow. yeah, he got him. Fuck. Holy shit! Kenley Jansen did not look good. Dodger Bolton no. did not look good. All right. That, All right, I tell you what, that's another fun game. Which one? No, I mean this tonight. Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy it was. It was game a great with game. the comeback and everything else. No, they're gonna fa- and they face each other four more times in LA yeah. in a few days. All right, here we go. Stay or goes. Now this one is cities you've been to. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, Josh came up with this one. I like this. Okay, San Diego or Toronto? I'll take Toronto every day of the week. Okay, Chicago or New York? I'll take New York. London or Los Angeles? Uh oh, that's a good one. I'll take, uh, boy, that's a really good one. Uh, too expensive in London. I'll take LA. But I love London. San Francisco or Las Vegas? Uh, San Francisco. Vegas wears you out after a couple of days. Oh, it sure does. Yeah. Two days in Vegas feels like two weeks. Yeah. Tijuana or Montreal? <laughs> I'll take Montreal. You sure? Yeah. They have bacon dogs? Uh, no. Okay. They got that, uh, uh, God, I fuck it up all the time. Uh, poutine? 
you know, the French fries yeah. with the gravy. Yeah. And you go, all right, whatever. And then you go and you get that in these these smoked beef sandwiches. Yeah. God damn, it's unreal. The thing why, I'll tell you why I take Toronto over San Diego. San Diego's great. But we, you just go, we all have it. I'm not saying any of you, but just think about Dave today. You you talked about it at Lowe's. Where you going and just people are dicks. Yeah. And for me, when you go there, uh, people are just cool everywhere you go. And especially if you just try to go, uh, just try to be mellow and be cool to people. People are just like, everywhere you go, hey, what's up, Dave? How yeah, you been? that's cool. Uh, I mean, for you, that would yeah. last about 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told Dave the greatest thing that happened to me is I finally found a, the the Lance Armstrong. Yeah. That little three-second video clip of him from the 30 for 30 just going, fuck you, fuck you. And I send it to Dave every day. I'm like, hey, Dave, Fernando Tatis Jr. called. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. I love that. But I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I would take that. I love San Diego, though. I tell you what, I'd take San Diego. Let's see. i take San Diego. Tijuana. Was he talking about San Diego or Tijuana? No, I'm saying okay. I take Montreal over TJ. Okay. But I take San Diego over Montreal. Yeah. I take San Diego over Vegas. Um, I would take San Diego over San Francisco. I would take San Diego over Chicago. Okay. But I would take. Uh, but that's about where it ends. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. All right, good deal. So we're back on. Uh, we'll be back, uh, let's say, Monday and Wednesday next week. It might be Sunday, but let's plan for Monday and Wednesday next week. Okay. Oh, one quick thing, Dave. Yeah. Unbelievable how great this was. Yesterday, out of the blue, I get an email at work from a guy who didn't even know I was there. Uh, one of my closest friends in high school, Doug Penn. Okay. And Doug went to San Diego. We had a great time. But now he is a principal at a small school in Alaska. And it's amazing. He was sharing the story with me about all the kids that come from different walks of life in this wide open area in Alaska. And Doug told me, he goes, hey, man, you know what's funny? At night, I kill time. I listen to podcasts. He goes, I check in on you and Dave all the time. that's cool. And it was just the greatest, man. One of my favorite guys in the world. And just to reconnect yesterday cool. and catch up and find what he's doing with kids, he just is like, you know, your mom always had, did your mom have one of your friends that was just her favorite? That's a good question. Um, it's funny. I always think the ones my parents didn't like. Um, no, I don't think she had that. She didn't have but, that favorite but, Okay, kid. well, let, let's do it this yeah. way. As a parent now, uh, Julian would be the guy Yeah. for me that I think yeah. of. When Julian and a bunch of the guys, yeah. Eddie, come by, right? Uh that's the way Doug, my buddy Cheech was for That's my cool. mom, is the same way that you look at uh, uh, Julian, Julian yeah. or those. Just loved him. Uh, just couldn't be a better guy. And cool. yesterday was awesome to reconnect and email and cell phone. His one son, well, his son, Dave, is in the aviation program, learning yeah. to be a commercial pilot. Wow. And his daughter is a downhill skier. Think wow. about those two pro- yeah. professions as a parent. So, uh, but no, just 
great to say hi to Doug and uh, so fun to reconnect with him and what he's doing up there in Alaska. Would you ever go to Alaska? Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know, I yeah, think I we go up there, we do a live show for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> we got to clean it up a little bit. Let's go there and do a live show for the kids. We'll just go up. We'll hang out. Everyone we'll, says Alaska's great. That's what I... I would go. Yeah, dude, he's... Uh, but anyways, it was just great. I'm so, not going to Iowa. No. Fucking Bryce With Miller's fucking burning everything city down. on fire. And one final thing, uh, one final shout out to the great John Conniff at Mad Friars, uh, because I tease him all the time. His wife said they watched Ozark the other night. Yeah. And his wife, who said to him, listen, this is why Poway is East County, because when you get off the 15, you take a right that's east, which to me, every time I'm on the 15, I think that's the funniest line ever, until she smoked poor John again the other night, watching Ozark, and, and he said to me today, he goes, yeah, my wife said to me, hey, living out there in Poway, did you guys view yourself more as rednecks or hillbillies? <laughs> <laughs> and uh we love the dudes at mad friars i'm sure tonight he was excited to watch patino even though things didn't work out the way they were but uh shout out to my boy johnny Kana for keeping me laughing yeah, that is funny that's great all right we'll be back either sunday or monday just look for it when it comes up thanks for listening Stop.